First things first, maybe let's start on the political side just in terms of understanding. Typically, what influence do elections and the political stance of a nation have on its economic performance? Well, as you know, we have published our quarterly policy uncertainty index for the last quarter of last year, which is a useful peg on which to have a look at how things might unfold and what level of uncertainty we may have to deal with during the course of this year. Now, as you rightly say, apart from the other factors that have influenced our policy uncertainty levels in South Africa over several years, the fact is that this is an unusual year, not only from a global point of view, as you rightly said, there are about 40 or 50 of these elections taking place all over the world. It's a great test for these various democracies. But what makes South Africa different here? Well, I think the important point to bear in mind is that for South Africa, it is a much bigger test than normal for a number of reasons. Firstly, that for the first time, there's the prospect that that the ruling ANC party might fall below the 50% threshold that they need to be able to govern. Then you've got also the fact that a number of individuals can take part in the election without being in a political party. You then also have the fact that there are new political formations. Mm. There's much tougher political competition out there. And then finally, the outcome of the election may result in a coalition governance. Now, what is unique about this is that this is the first time since 1994 that we are facing this combination of dynamics in South Africa. Other countries who have elections often have the swing of the pendulum. We haven't had the swing of the pendulum for very good historical and political reasons. But now we are facing that uncertainty now, and that that will be an important uh, factor that will influence investors and markets as the next few months unfold. Mm. I'm glad you mentioned that, Prof, because as you highlight, uh, this is uncharted territory and we haven't had the sense of uneasiness or uh, uh, uncertainty uh, ever since the dawn of democracy in South Africa. What influence uh, would a coalition government potentially have on economic policies, fiscal policy, uh, and the economic trajectory of a country uh, in order for us to fully understand and grasp where the anxiety for business as well as investors would essentially come from? Well, I, I think part of the problem is precisely that because we're not used to it and because it's, a, it's an unusual prospect, it's very difficult to forecast what might happen. And the fact that if you talk to the political pundits, there's a wide range of outcomes that they are predicting. That in itself is telling you how high uh, this uncertainty is over the next few months. What is important, though, is whatever the politics on the, on the other side, We've got to bear in mind there are also some positive factors that could tip the balance as to how this uncertainty works out in the economy over the year as a whole, such as, fortunately, we see that inflation is starting to come down. Mm. What does that mean? It means that perhaps interest rates might begin to come down later in the years. I emphasize later in the year. There's also the possibility that perhaps load shedding might be less during the course of the year if certain reforms kick in mm-hmm. and certain promises are kept. And then finally, it looks as if the business cycle may turn a little bit. We may get perhaps a 1% growth during the course of the year. But nonetheless, the bottom line is 
that for the first time overshadowing all this will be that South Africa is in uncharted political waters and we will have to navigate them as best we can. Interesting. I think so often we've always focused on the economic trajectory and and as you've highlighted this year, it seems as though the politics will overshadow uh, much of the noise. Uh, As you've alluded to uh, lower interest rates and lower inflation coming in at the uh, end of the year, the U.S. Federal Reserve has also noted these particular trends unfolding in that economy. Given that the U.S. is the largest and leading economy in the globe, they too will also be hosting their elections uh, later on this year. Help us unpack how that political stance will likely have an influence not only on the U.S. economy, but the global economy, including emerging markets like South Africa? Well, expert opinion still seems to be divided about whether there will be a soft landing or not in, in the U.S. economy. Now, the, the U.S. Fed has decided to keep interest rates high but unchanged, together with the Bank of England and, and indeed the European Central Bank. It's interesting that in December they all paused, they all stopped and said, well, we want to see whether what we've done so far on the interest rate front will do the job. The fact is that if you look at, at the United States economy, it, it is actually still surprising us on the upside. So there's a lot of uncertainty as to whether or not there will be a soft landing in the United States, which is quite important from the point of view of the fact that, for example, if you take the Chinese economy, that's slowing down. There's a mixed picture if you look at the Eurozone and so forth. So I think, I think there's a lot of uncertainty. I think we'll still have resilience in the world economy, but there'll be nothing very dramatic, and it won't be as supportive of our domestic economic growth as we might have hoped. Mm. And the important point here comes back to what we were discussing originally. Now, when we talk about the South African economy this year, we like to talk about the GDP. Mm. I like to say this year the GDP is not only going to be going to be the gross domestic product, it's also going to be the gross domestic politic. And probably very gross before we get past it all. But that's something we need to manage and I think the important point now is that we manage the some of the roller coaster elements that might appear over the next few months, but nonetheless the real answers lie in implementing some of the issues we are committed to, whether in the field of energy, in the field of transport, that some of these dynamics we can't do much about. But let's be seen to be doing the things we can control and do something about so that we can cushion some of these risks that might otherwise overwhelm us during the course of the year. Prof, you uh, put it so beautifully, GDP is gross domestic politics and uh, quite gross. This gives us a lot to think about as South African citizens as we conclude our conversation, not only in terms of understanding where we are from an economic uh, point of view and the trajectory going forward, but even politics. But for the average South African who's listening today, help us understand why we shouldn't ignore all the moving parts and news factors that uh, speak to politics, but also that speak to the economics of the day that ultimately influence our employability, our our businesses, uh, and just our uh, quality of life uh, in South Africa? Well, I think the important point here, I like to think that at this point, as we move into the political cycle of this year for South Africa, what we need to say is that, yes, there will be political parties and individuals on the ballot paper. But I like to say our economy will be on the ballot paper and the political outcomes will be very important for our economic future. And if we want to get a bigger, stronger, and better economy, we have to then 
we have to mobilize the political dynamics that will give us that outcome during the course of this year. Yep, so we certainly do need to make sure we pay attention and that we vote and that we also pay uh, uh, closer attention to the economic cycles in the country. Prof, such a pleasure speaking to you and thank you so much for your insight this evening. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.